in the words of Florence and the Machine, Run for your children, for your sisters and brothers. And this is the Fat Man Chronicles. And with me is my buddy Dave, and we are two middle-aged dads on a journey to conquer the Chicago Marathon. How you doing, brother? Pete, I have a C plus today. C plus. <laughs> oh no, that's it's. I got the Monday blahs. It's like thirty-two degrees outside and snowing, and it got me in that little funk. And I'm oh. a little under the weather today, so that's not making anything easier. Bringing the noise, bringing the funk. What's going yeah, on man. With, the, with the health? What, what do you mean with uh, the weather? I think that uh, Ferka woke up this morning and said that her stomach was bothering her. And I am definitely having some GI issues today. And uh, we went out the other night. Braden uh, and his buddy created a sleepover. So Ferka and I uh, had an unexpected date night, went out to a local brewery and had some uh, food truck stuff. And I think that uh, is just catching up to the both of us. So it's nothing like serious. It's just that uh, like little bit enough to give you the the blahs and your stomach's upset and you know not to get too graphic. But so do you do you think it was like bad food or just like food that made you just not feel good because you're not used to eating it? Uh, I think you. I don't think it was bad, but I just think that uh, we both ate the same thing. So I think it's just something that didn't agree with the both of us. Gotcha. Kind of thing. But I don't think it was, I think it, we we both would have been much more violently sick if there's any kind of food poisoning sure. or something. But I think uh, we're just kind of, uh, we're both just a little bit under the weather. Like she's working and I've been doing my normal stuff. I just kind of have the, uh, ugh. <laughs> yeah. how, uh, how was the rest of the week otherwise? I had a decent week. Uh, I had two runs in, both about, uh, I think they were two and a quarter miles, both runs. And uh, I plan to do something a little longer, but the uh, uh, I did a third, uh, or I'll do a third bike ride today because I just don't want to go too far running. But um, I changed it up to a 130 run, two minute walk. And uh I just, uh, I didn't look at mileage. I wanted to do 10 sets of that, and it worked out to be um, like two and a quarter miles with a five-minute walk before and a five-minute walk after. Those felt really good. I did two uh, Peloton rides, so those were good. I definitely uh, think that I'm not, uh, I didn't have enough water and enough good food this week, because I and I'm not sleeping as well. So I think that uh, I definitely need to ramp all that stuff up. Not necessarily more calories, but just, or not 
just eat regularly. Like I've kind of been off eating regularly now that uh, we're back in the full swing with Braden and me and coaching two nights a week. So uh, just I just need to pay more attention to it. But I had a decent week uh, with the running and exercise. I felt good with that. And uh, I found out that my uh, team and training program is 24 weeks, and that's coming out April 24th. So that was pretty cool. So in yeah. that regard, I had uh, I, I had a decent week. At least I did. I had four solid days, and I, I was really happy with that. Yeah, I mean we're 28 weeks from Chicago, so yeah, that's your, crazy. Your plan is gonna gonna start sooner than kind of you had thought, which is. I think good, probably for you. Yeah, it's really good for me because I'm kind of lost. Like I know, I feel like we talked about this last week. I feel like I know a lot, but I don't know anything <laughs> at this point. And I really thought about, um, you know, like what's going to be my plan? What's going to be my workout? And I really just wanted to get out the door for at least a half hour and just time on my feet. And uh, I'm struggling with like the the two sides of I should be running three miles, four miles, and I should just, you know, keep it real and really act like I've never run before, which I think my team in training is always geared for that novice runner who's like their first marathon, and that's why it's 24 weeks. Yeah, that's great. So are you, I think you're kind of slated to do a, a 10K before? Yeah, the right 24th, that, right? I'm doing a 10K. So are you still planning on doing the full 10K? Are you going to go to the 5K? No, I'm going to do the full 10K and I'm going to walk, run it and not worry about it. Okay. So I think I'm going to stick uh, at least for another week. I'll do the 132 minute and uh, I'd like to get a four, a definite four miler uh, at some point this week. And uh, that would just be a little bit a uh, confident boost. And uh, I'm kind of enjoying, I've embraced the run walk. I don't feel as like it's uh, like a bad thing anymore. And uh, I, I would like to run the whole thing eventually, like, but uh, I'm embracing this. And if team and training comes out with a run walk, I might just keep doing that and see how it goes. Well, you could take anything that they come out with and do it as a run walk because they're right, right, right. at times and miles, right? So you can right. decide you know, how you want to get those miles in. Um, I mean, the run walk is, there's nothing wrong with it. it. It's a, it's, I know people who run all the time have been running for 20 years that way. Mm-hmm. And they're, they've been fairly injury free. And I think right. a lot of it has to do with that, right? Cause you get this really nice recovery on, on those intervals one of the things, you know, I always encourage people that do run walk, right, is just to see how you can less less about increasing the run interval and more about decreasing the walk interval, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not like in two minutes, you're fully, fully recovering. Right, right, right. And so if you can bring that down to like 30 seconds where it's like mostly recovered eventually, um, you know, I think that that's good. And look, Galloway made an entire, Jeff Galloway made an entire yeah, living. His- yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I, I ran past the lady in um at Disney and we were talking and she said to me, like, there's no time on my medal. And she was doing a thirty thirty, right? She's like, There's no time on the back of my medal. I, I I'm having fun, I'm enjoying the day. You wanna run it, run it. And it really it 
it kind of like struck a note with me. I'm like, you're a hundred percent. Right. And then a lot of times in so many of my Disney races, I'd be doing my consistent 12, whatever it was, 1230, 1245, 13 minute miles. And you know, my normal slog and people who are doing the run walk, you just, you pass each other up like for 12 miles. Right, they're yeah. really doing the same time that you are, and they're much happier and much more <laughs> comfortable than me slogging in the Florida humidity and heat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I I did a bunch of run walk and I enjoyed it. I mean, I've gone to running now, um, just because I'm all you know. That's what I'm enjoying right now. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you though that my VO2 max goes up much faster when I do run walk. Uh, and I think part of that is it's almost like doing interval work, right? Right. Uh, and, I, but I also think that's why I stopped. I probably mentioned that on, you know, this show before I had to, I kind of pulled back from it because I was running pretty fast on the run intervals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't want to get injured. And then I'm like, oh, let me see if I could do running again. And, you know, so far so good. Yeah. I think um, what I need to work on is increasing my walk speed right because i'll go from like a 1235 run and then i'm huffing and then i'm walking at like a 17 minute mile right so like you i'm really slowing it down my heart race is almost in full recovery and then i'll do my minute 30 so i want i'm next time i go out i want to increase my walk speed and uh i had a, a like an obvious epiphany the other day is a consistency. Like I haven't, I'm having, I'm struggling up until this week because I wasn't consistent. And now like my second run and my two bike rides felt not, not remarkably better, but just that little bit of consistency in that first week, you're like, I'm a moron. Of course, this is going to work. It, <laughs> you can't just do it once and then complain and feel sorry for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think in there, too, a few things, right? I think, first of all, if you're walking at 17, that's actually not bad. I mean, I mean, it's probably slower than that. That's just the number that came in my head. But yeah. I'm, I think I'm doing, I think it's averaging out to... Um, I looked the other day, and it's like a, a – I want to say it's around a 14 or 15 minute with the with the averaging out. It may, be, it may even been a little slower. I'll have to look because I'm not looking at the data at all right now. Well, I'm, yeah, and I'm not sure that it's important to, to look at it or not other than just kind of understanding maybe what some of your baseline is, right? Uh, yeah, and then of course I always worry about time limits and that stuff, like pacing goals for, because I think Chicago's got a pretty high finishing time, but it's still a reality that you know at this point I need to make sure that uh, not you know right off the bat, but eventually that I'm working within those pace limits. Right. Yeah, I mean I think that that's that's key. So, I mean I can look at your Strava. Which yeah, is, well I have my phone know, in front of me too. Uh, yeah, so I mean, you were like sixteen twenty nine pace on the last one, and seventeen thirteen the time before. So your walk interval is probably closer to nineteen twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is is probably what you're doing? 
I mean, I, my advice would be to think about slowing down slightly on the run and increasing a little bit on the walk. Mm-hmm. And you're probably going to, you know, you're going to find, you're probably running a little fast, right? Which is why you're walking slow. Right. Um, and I, I I have short legs too, so I'm a slow walker me and normally. You both, pal. <laughs> What's that? Me and you both, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like Braden, Braden always stops. When we're walking somewhere, he walks like a million miles an hour. And I'm like, dude, just go. I'll catch up eventually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that you're not worried about pace, though. Because right now, it's not about pace. It's about... No, I really had a moment the other day that right now, it's all about consistency. Like, I've been missing... I've been, you know, the whole machismo thing, feeling sorry for myself. This is so hard. My shorts don't fit. Like all these stupid things that I should not be worrying about. It was a beautiful day. I had my headphones on. I didn't have a care in the world. Uh, you sent me a pair of shorts with rocked. I love them. I wear them all the time. Oh, nice. And um, they they really worked. Um, like the, they were the perfect length. And I, it was a beautiful day. I had my headset or my... Uh, um, earphones on and i really had this moment of it's not going to get any better until i just get out here consistently for like three weeks to a month i just enjoyed the moment i don't there's like worrying about pace at this point is ridiculous other than the fact that i have to just think about what's chicago six thirty or something like that six oh, hour for, 30 minute finish time oh for uh the cutoff yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I think it's up there. But just that's like way back in the mind. And the more I, I'm out there, the quicker the paces are going to get. So I'm not too stressed about that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I get that. Um, so, yeah, you're right. It is six, six hours and 30 minutes. So they're saying that you have to maintain a 15-minute per mile pace, which you're not that far off. No. And you're not trained at all. So, right. Uh, so I had something that popped into my. First of all, I love that the shorts are working for you. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you the like the brand and stuff. Yeah, I'll I kept the label. In, so oh, okay. I, I, I'll put it in the show notes for people if they want to take a look because I know a lot of people. You know, we heard from a couple of people who struggle with the same kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm using like I I'm I'm using their stuff now too. And it's good. It might be Bailey or something. Yeah, really. It's something like that. Um, And I don't like the... uh, I wear um, spandex. So I always cut... Like, even on bathing suits, I always cut those liners out. So, but they were... I'm the opposite. Like, I like the liner versus the... Do you? Yeah. Yeah, so I cut those out. But uh, other than that, they're super light. They're perfect length. They fit in the waist really well. Perfect. Yeah. So what I was really... What I was thinking about... um, so you've got a race that you're you're talking about fi- like it's more of an event, right? Like you're you're not going to race it. You're going to finish it, right? Pete, I'd never race. <laughs> we'll talk about that in, a, in another segment. <laughs> uh, but my point being that you're not it's not uh it's not a 100% effort. Let's put it No, that they way, right? really I it's for a race company, Ripit Events, that I'm an ambassador for. It's a great local couple. I love they do great races, and I really just want to go out there. I'll know probably 50 people, if not more, who are in this race. I just want to get back in the corrals. I want the music pumping. You know, you go out there. There's 
the cops are on every corner. There's people out there that, you know, the cops are always super friendly. And uh, I, I just want the experience. Like, I yeah. really miss the experience of why we all do these events, right? Sure. Like, if being in the corrals were terrible and the races were terrible, we you'd do one and you'd never do it again. Right. And I really just want that experience. I want to, I want, I'm not ashamed to say that I want a freaking medal already. Like, it's been a long time. I want to hang something on my wall again. Uh, I want, uh, part of me wants Braden to see me accomplish something other than taking him to practice. You know what I mean? Like, so all that's in it, but ultimately, I just want to go out and have fun. Yeah, I guess, yeah, where I was headed with that is, um, you know, your your training plan basically starts at the same time, right? Right. The next so day might will be day one of my training plan. And and I, my point was like, you don't want to go out there, do this race, and then have excuse number one on day number one of why you're not getting that getting that right. stuff done, right? It's such a critical moment, I think, for for you, just because you've been aiming towards getting that plan, and so. Mm-hmm just being careful how you kind of approach it physically and mentally, I think it's going to be huge. And I just think that if you start something out poorly, it's really hard to recover. Yeah. And I have the uh, race the week before, which I'm going to drop and volunteer for, for that reason. Like I don't want the too big and it's not a big race, but I haven't, I've been right. I haven't been riding a bike outside and, um, I don't really know if I want to get on a bike and do a duathlon and then the following week do the 10K. The 10K is more important to me. Like if I'm running a marathon, I'd rather do the 10K and not the bike portion of it and keep my Peloton riding as the cross training. Right. Yeah. I mean, and and you can then take a look at what the schedule is for the marathon training and Mm -hmm fit some races in there for long runs. Yeah. Is it any time that I can fit a race into a training run or a training run into a race, I will take that option. Yeah. If it doesn't bankrupt me. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure Farrakhan will keep a close eye on that for you. Well, I've, she, I, I'm working a second job now, so oh. <laughs> the hammer has been laid. Working a or second dropped. job. Working What's that? A second working a second job are you gonna have time for the training yeah 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 like they're two part-time jobs so i probably still won't even work 40 hours a week between Got the it. two but it, so it helps her out a lot and you know Braden's back in training now weekly so you know that coach has got to get paid the other coach has got to get paid the equipment's got to get bought so it's just a little easier a uh, little less stress for her which i'm happy to do but time management now is going to be key. Like I, I've never had a full-time job and trying to train at the same time. Like this is all new to me. <laughs> I, I think uh, what could be interesting though is when you're uh, when you're busier, you tend to like a body at rest tends to stay at rest, and a body mm. in motion tends to stay in motion. Right? Yeah. She says it will be very good for me because I'll have a lot less time. Yep. To think about things, and I'll have to be on a schedule and. Um, once it gets warmer, like I'm up at the ass crack of dawn anyways, and I think I really uh, will be able to finally embrace 
because waking up that early won't be a, a struggle anymore because I'm up regardless. Right. And I think once it's not 20 degrees every morning and it's, you know, a little sunnier, a little warmer, and uh, I'm up anyways, if I can, you know, slog through three weeks of early morning running, it will really kick in. And then you have that sense of accomplishment that you've gotten some done every day. And then you just blossom from that. Right. Or at least that's how other people <laughs> succeed. <laughs> so you're baking for the one job. Are you, are you baking for the other one too? No, 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 no. No more baking? No more baking. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, no, I hear you. I mean, I've been complaining about the weather uh, ad nauseum lately. I just, I, I've hit my limit and I've never really had a problem in the past with weather, like a little bit, but since I have had more time on my hands, right, with my semi-retirement. Mm -hmm. um, weather bothers me just way, way more. So it could be age. It could be the fact that I'm 51, but I'm like an 85-year-old curmudgeon uh, <laughs> most of the time. I mean, that could be part of it for sure. But I've, I've really struggled with weather. And, you know, this week for training for me was an interesting week. It was... Uh, you know, I was I, I had a hard workout to, to get done, and I was on the road both, right? Mm -hmm. So um, the workout was eight by one minute with uh, a one-minute rest. And that I had done a three-mile, like my easy three-mile run in cold and rain. And when I mean, when I say cold and rain, I mean like, 20 mile an hour wind, rain, not pouring down, so more yeah, of yeah. like a, a light to, you know, light medium rain. And, uh, you know, the temperature is like 38. So the feels like is 32, 31. At home or on the road? At home. At home. And, you know, so I'm doing that three miler in this and it's like, ugh. You know, so like I tried to find a window, right? So I'm playing this game. Where like I spent way too much of my day looking at the damn weather app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm with to find, you. Like, what's the best window to do this in? And the answer is, you know, so there's there's this. A lot of people will say to you that, hey, you got to go out and run. You don't know what it's going to be on race day. Mm -hmm. And to that, I basically flip on the bird. Like I I hate that saying. I don't I don't <laughs> like I don't subscribe to it. Right. Like, yeah. Race day. I race do for day. other for like for Braden. I'll be like, you need to go. But for me, I will be like, look at the hourly. It's good. You know, what's the temperature going to be? What's the wind going to be? So, so I, I kind of laugh at that. I well, I think that there's a, all right. And I could be wrong, right? But I would say for somebody for for Braden and what he's doing, the feel on the shot is going to be different if it's raining than when it's dry, right? So 100%. for him, I do I do understand that saying for somebody who's got a, you know, like if you're playing, you know, outdoor basketball three-on-three three in a tournament and it could be raining and they still play, you better play in the rain because that basketball is going to have a different feel, right? Mm -hmm. When you're running, you're running. Like your footing could be bad but your footing's going to be bad on race day and you're not going to be more used to it and uh, not at our speed right like yeah. not right like it's just it, i think what they're trying to say more 
is that it's the mental game, right? Like, mm-hmm. get out there in the rain so you're mentally prepared. Well, you know, I think that that was probably relevant for me at 21, maybe <laughs> 30, but it's not at 51. Like, I'm mentally prepared to do whatever I've got to do to get through life. Right, right, right. Like, so g- running in the rain is just misery. It's not really character building. For, no, for me. I, I, trust me, my Jewish DNA at 51 is kicked in, and Florida and Arizona are calling me like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, and, I'm with and you. I just don't. It, I, I don't want to be cold and wet if I don't need to be cold and wet at this point. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're yeah, too, way too old for that. So. Um, so anyway, you know, but I've got to get the runs done and I, I'm committed to the training. So after wasting enormous amounts I just of time, lost. No, uh, yeah, it could, it should be okay. It might blip. I'm in a hotel room, right? So okay. it could blip, but it records local. So we should be good. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, you know, so after wasting an enormous amount of time looking at the weather app, I finally got out there and did it. And then I went and did the same thing for the workout, eight by one minute. And that one was slightly different because I am running faster and I don't want to fall, right? Like Mm -hmm. I don't want to slip. And it was even colder that day. So there was like this wind that was making the the roads real slick, almost like like black ice, right? Right. So I waited um, to do that. It finally kind of got just a touch warmer. So it wasn't as slick outside. Mm-hmm. And I went and I got I got it done. I did eight by one minute. I walked the brakes, but I ran pretty consistently in kind of like the 10 to 1020 pace for that you. one minute um, and felt good. The, the slog was the 20 minute easy I did on either side of that, right? Yeah. Like it was 20 minute easy warm up, eight by one minute with a one minute walk. And then 20 minute cool down, those were tough, right? Like the, doing those slower miles were a little bit rough for me that time. Uh, and then I had to get uh, a three miler and a seven miler in. So those were going to be in Omaha because that's where I'm at now. I'm in Omaha. And what's the temperature shift from Chicago to Omaha? Not much. So it was pretty crappy weather here, yeah. too. Uh, unfortunately, it was supposed to be super nice like originally the forecast was like in the 60s and Mm. it was going to be super nice and then like the day before maybe day and a half before we left all of a sudden it just shifted to back to cold right and so yesterday i'm sorry saturday so we got in friday um had dinner with gretchen's mom and uh gretchen by the way says that she is going to record a an episode coming up because she thinks that she uh, owes it to everybody to make sure that they know her views from the couch. I was uh, kind of hoping she'd jump on today. Yeah. She's got some work to do, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Shocker. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, somebody's got to work. Uh, right. Yeah, so we got here. We had that dinner. Uh, you know, and it's Lent, and we follow the Catholic no no meat on, on Friday thing. And... Uh, so I'm eating, I'm like, you know, what am I going to get? And her mom had wanted to go to a steakhouse. So we're at the steakhouse. I can't have any steak. Right, right. <laughs> chicken or what have you. I actually, we actually ended up having um, some ahi tuna 
uh, appetizer. That was good. Got a bunch of protein from that. And then uh, I had a Caesar salad and baked potato for dinner. Uh, at the steak place. At the steak place. Yeah, it's and, probably like a, a U10 potato that was the size of a plate. You, you know, it wasn't quite that big. It wasn't Chicago Steakhouse big. <laughs> it was, but it was big. Don't get me wrong, yeah. right? But that beautiful salted crust on the outside of it and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, right? It's so good. But the, uh, you know, and when we got some shrimp, uh, I only had like one of them because my daughter ate the rest of them. Uh, but I got some wood-fired shrimp to put on the salad, and that was basically uh, Michaela's dinner. But it uh, it was good, and it you know it wasn't really that far off what I normally do anyway before a long run. I Perfect. usually have a piece of protein, a salad, and a and a potato like a baked potato. That's yeah, kind awesome. Of like my typical. So it turned out really really well, and then got up early, uh, got out the door for the seven a.m. seven miler with Kevin. And you Kevin crushed that. And his yeah, and his buddy John, you know, and it was really interesting to be out there running with people. In a different city, right? Mm-hmm. Different area. So it went by super fast. The route that they take, uh, you end up on the Bob Carey Bridge. Uh, so Senator Bob Carey. Where mm-hmm. you where you actually end up running from Nebraska into Iowa briefly. Uh, so it's a two-state run. There you go. You know, now, have you would... met them before or just kind of like our relationship? No, Kevin, um, I've met before uh, in person. Kevin mm-hmm. and Holly Ann, um, I've met before. So Kevin's uh, wife, Holly Ann, is a friend of ours also and is my coach. So, gotcha, gotcha. Um, I really couldn't blow off this run, well, even if I oh, yeah, you would have been yell at me in person. That terrible. would have been bad. Right? <laughs> uh, but the run was great. Like, we went, uh, It start, we started at this coffee house called Zen, and that's where I knew when we finish, hey, there's breakfast there. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I've got incentive to get it done. And uh, I had brought some fuel. I bought some of that infinite uh, mm-hmm. fuel, which was different. I kind of wanted to see how it was for me. And some water. I brought some gels with me. Didn't need hardly any of it. I needed a little bit of water. I used a little bit of the infinite, which probably isn't my thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I discovered. I, you know, I'm, I don't know why I'm trying to do something other than Morton. When it works. Now, would uh, you gel normally on a seven mile? Uh, like no, in your heyday? No, 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 no. I could go 10 miles easily with nothing. But now I'm just not there, right? Like I'm, mm-hmm. my body's not using fat as fuel very efficiently. So I wanted to have it with me in case I needed it. Turned out because it was cold, didn't really need that much, right? So I made sure I dressed in a way that I could as I got warm that I was able to take pieces, you know, layers off and and feel pretty good. Uh, It's hilly in Omaha. I, I, I know people think it's flat. It is not. Omaha is a hilly area. So, you know, it was like compared to the six miler I did the week before, we were actually 10 seconds per mile faster. So we did about 13, 19, although Kevin and, and uh, John said that we were like 1309, but here and there. Yeah, your time was great. It looked awesome. And yeah, and uh, but and the elevation was like double what I got on the six miler in mm-hmm. the seven miles. You know, it was a little the bit power over double. running with friends and seeing something new, too. Yeah, absolutely. And I felt great. You know, t- didn't have an issue. We were able to go about our day. 
we had an incredible dinner at a place called Yoshitomo, mm-hmm. uh, where we did. Well, I always thought it was said omakase, but apparently it said omakase, uh, which is basically where the chef just kind of gives you dinner. Yeah. <laughs> right. And these pieces of unbelievable fish, and it was crazy. But anyway. You know, and, and we did have some things to drink, and I was a little bit concerned. You know, hey, am I going to be able to get up and get moving? And I was perfectly fine, kept everything in check, um, mm-hmm. not being stupid, right? And uh, the three-miler, though, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This weather sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it, it was even colder, windier, overcast. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to do this. Like, And I just couldn't get myself going and I was running alone right so and it's hilly and it's you know so I finally decided so here was here's how I did it Dave we ate a nice big breakfast Mm -hmm. we really didn't weren't going to need lunch we went to this place called early bird it's unbelievable Uh, nice bit you know so I said well here's what we're going to do I'm going to go out and run and Gretchen you're going to start walking in about 20-25 minutes and I'm going to end my run and meet you at this place called Coneflower. And we're going to have a scoop of ice cream for, for lunch. There you and go. that's exactly what we did. Awesome. Uh, so I used ice cream to motivate me to get out <laughs> that door. Uh, I've had ice cream in a lot of places because that's kind of like my thing. Like if I have to choose one dessert forever, mm-hmm. it's going to be ice cream. Uh, this may be the best ice cream I've ever had anywhere. Nice. Uh, now, not gelato, right? different form of ice cream but actual ice cream this might be the best and you find it in omaha i mean it's it's yeah well you found some killer places in omaha we have it's an underrated city to me but uh you know in the end i got that run done and the lights were a little dead but yeah it happened so is that like an active recovery for your seven miler well not originally uh it turned out to kind of be Mm -hmm. uh but originally it was supposed to happen Early, like uh, the three was supposed to be Saturday and the seven was on Sunday. But oh, so you just reversed it. We reversed it because we knew we were going to that dinner. Right, right, uh, right. Ke- Kevin brought it up to me and then, um, you know, it, it worked out fine because we were with Kevin and Holly Ann for, for dinners. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I was I was happy to, like, get it accomplished, get it done and kept keeping the pace where it needs to be for now. And just building towards that race at the end, you know, the same weekend, right? So mine's right. the 23rd, 24th, both 10Ks. That one, though, the difference is I'm racing that 10K on the Racing hill. yourself. Correct. Racing me, yes. I got you. I'm not winning any races. Right, 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 right. Anybody. So it's <laughs> racing me. Me me versus me. But, yeah, I'm, I'm doing that on the on, – uh, the 23rd on the rolling hills of the Arboretum. Um, and I can't wait. And then from there, we'll have a, you know, a few days off after that race. And then we'll, we're going to go from four days to five days a week of running. And what's your 10 K PR? Do you know? I don't know what that is. My guess is like about, an hour six or something. So uh-huh. that's my guess. So when you say racing, are you racing for 
a certain time or to see what you can do at point A. Yeah, you you hit it. It's it's more of a hey, where are you at? Let's mm-hmm. let's more accurately set your paces, which in this case, right, we use V dot, right, um, uh, which is the Jack Daniels pacing tool. So you want to accurately set that V dot to get your paces. Right now, I've guessed I guessed at it, and I guessed pretty well. I think you know, uh, but now I want to see okay. Have I had any adaptations, right? Like mm-hmm. being consistent for, I guess by that point, it'll be about two months, about eight weeks of four day a week runs. Will this week is kind of a cutback week in a way because mm-hmm. we won't have a workout. I'll have three three mile runs and a seven mile long run this week. So seven miles, two weeks in a row. Uh, and then, you know, we'll see what, what kind of what happens from there. But w- where I'm excited is to see where I'm at, though. You know, so like you're doing it two different reasons, right? Which I think are both super legit reasons to get out into a race. Mm-hmm. You want the camaraderie, the that feeling, the medal, the accomplishment, right? Right. And I need to see kind of where I'm at and... As a matter of fact, the Arboretum, there is no medal. They don't even oh. give out medals at the Arboretum. I'm not there yet. So did I not <laughs> even run the race? Well, well of on, course you got It's on Strava, so it counts. Right, right. right. Oh, okay. right. <laughs> but yeah, there's no medal. I, I've always thought that they are missing an opportunity for fundraising by not... I mean, look, it's an Arboretum. There's a ton of dead trees. Go find somebody to make metals out of those dead oh, trees, right? A hundred percent. And add on like 30 bucks. Hey, you want a metal? This customized one-of-a-kind wood metal? Add, add it to your cart for $30, right? Yeah, or you could even make coasters or something. A- anything, right? Yeah. yeah. I just think they're missing a huge opportunity at that point um, to do something with resources that are already sitting there. And artists all over the place that right. love to do stuff like that, pro bono even, right? Sure. Like, they just love to Just get your name them. on the website or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. So anytime the Arboretum wants to hire me for, um, you know, consulting, I'll do it uh, pro bono because I just have fun thinking of ideas like that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So that's where kind of where we're at. I mean, we had another great dinner last night. It's been all about, you know, kind of food and hanging with friends while we've been here with a couple of runs thrown in. That's awesome. I can't really beat that. Today, it's uh, slightly warmer. It's sunny, still windy, uh, but it's not where it was supposed to be. It's still only getting into the kind of low 50s here, but I'm Yeah, it's it. brutal here. We've had like 30, 40, 50 mile an hour winds. Like yesterday, the other day, we literally had all four seasons in one day. Like it rained, it hailed, it was sunny. There was like a 20 minute squall where you literally couldn't see out your window and it would just rotate through these, whatever crazy storm that came in, polar vortex, whatever. It was crazy and it's freezing, like bone chilling cold. And I'm like, I'm over it. I need And then, of course, when it gets to be like 80, 85, then I'll complain about the heat, too. So there's really like 
this super small window of like 72 that I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> as, I, as I become the old crotchety Jewish guy. <laughs> well, you know, I, my favorite weather to run in is sunny 40s, no wind. 100%. That's my favorite, right? Cause, right. Because then it's like 50. Your body's right. telling you it's like 50. Yeah, 50 or even 60, depending how far you go, right? Yeah. Like, and you could be in shorts and a t-shirt. You might have like gloves on or something to start the run because your extremities get the coldest, right? Right. And then, you know, maybe a, a hat or a, a buff or something or a bluff um, <laughs> if you're a TJM fan. But that's exactly what I had on. So I had on this uh, TJM bluff. I'm sure you Dave, I have that one. Um, that I had on, you know, the head with the baseball cap, the TJM uh, baseball cap on uh, over it. And then I took that off and then just had the ball cap, right? Mm-hmm. And I had gloves on and took them off eventually and, you know, put it, you know, I had pockets and stuff. And I felt great. So, um, you know, that's, I mean, we're going down the right road, I think. Uh, yeah, you know, you're. I mean, you're much farther ahead than I am, which is as your friend, I love seeing it. Like you, you. I was so happy when I saw that seven miler uh, screenshot that you popped up. Like you crushed that run, and uh, you know, I, I, I'm a little bit jealous. I'm much further behind, but I think after nine weeks of talking about it, that I'm slowly getting into that. This is what I need to do. It's okay that I'm back at square one. And I'm probably not as far behind as I think I am. And slowly I'm going to get out of it. After we talk today, I got to go back to the freaking doctor again. I'm tired of doctors. But today's my follow-up to all my cardiac testing. So uh, hopefully that will be nothing. And there will be a big peace of mind from that. And, uh, you know, I still have a ton of things to work on, but I, I think I'm definitely off on the right track finally, or on the right track finally. Well, I appreciate the encouragement and kind words. And look, I, I'm not doing this easily. So, I mean, I think that that's the part that um, when you see somebody accomplishing like the workouts that like you kind of want to aspire to, like I in the past, like I, at least for me, right? Like I'm super happy for them, but I'm also kind of beating myself up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also thinking like, gosh, they, they, they just love doing it. It's, it's almost like quote unquote, it's easy for them, but it's uh, clearly it's not easy for me. I right. got 800 mental things that I'm overcoming at any point in time. Right, right, and, right. And I think that the only difference really is that I've just decided like, this is it. Like I have to do this journey to get what I want done on race day. And for me, a big part of that was deciding I'm going to race the Chicago marathon. Like that was a big mindset shift for me mm-hmm. because I was at first going in, like, I'm just going to do it right. Hang with you, see Kevin, um, you know, and other people that are going to be in Chicago that I'll know and just kind of get out there on the race course and get to the end and get a medal and go to dinner. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but but now, I, I want to race this thing, and if I want to race it, yeah, that I, I gotta I gotta make sure I'm training, and you know that's interestingly enough, like to kind of pivot slightly onto the eating portion of of the program. I'm starting. I know it doesn't seem like it with uh, all the food I've talked about on this 
podcast, but I am starting to like Gretchen and I actually made a plan yesterday on like what we're going to do when we get home, Mm -hmm. how, how we're going to shift our eating slightly to accomplish what we want. Yeah. It's like Gretchen and Ferka have secret conversations behind our back because I, (laughs) Ferka, um, she quit her sugar. She has a huge sugar problem. And, um, she, every day is what's our, what are we, it's no longer what are you going to do? It's what are we going to do to get ourselves back on track and what's our plan and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, Gretchen kind of comes along for the ride more. Like I'm the one driving those conversations a lot of the time, but it's similar. The outcome is, is the same. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like one of the big things for me and, and, uh, I was talking to Gretchen, like she's pretty consistent with what she eats in the morning and afternoon. Like that's pretty set. And I'm like, look, it's not working for you. (laughs) Right. And, and she's like, yeah, you know what? It's not right. Like, so she's super self-aware. And one of the things that we decided we're going to do, we're shifting to salads for lunch. Mm -hmm. Now that salad might have, you know, some hard boiled egg on it for protein. It might have some meat or cheese. Um, you know, it, it might have beans, you know, for some protein, who knows. Right. But we're going to shift that so that we're adding vegetables because that's the one thing I could say. And, you know, she wouldn't be mad, you know, she'll, she'll talk about it when she's on, like she doesn't eat vegetables enough. She just doesn't. Right. And Mm -hmm. I go in fits and spurts where I do. But I don't do it consistently. But man, I could eat a different kind of salad every single day of the week. And it's like having a different meal. Right. Because you put a few different things on it. You switch up what, you know, the dressing. You know, one day maybe it's just lemon juice and olive oil or something. Mm -hmm. You know, and the next day it might be some, uh, you know, creamy garlic or whatever. Right. Yeah. And it's super easy to prep too. Exactly. And we're growing lettuce in our arrow garden. Yeah. And it's working really well. So it's like, all we got to do is we could literally snip the leaves, you know, tear them up. Yeah. You've got the salad. Like it's right in front of us. So it's something that that shift alone, I think, will help because it will, I, I you know, weight loss and health, micronutrients do come into play. And if you're not eating a good variety of food... Mm-hmm. You're not going to get all the sources that you need. Yes, you can right. take multivitamins, but they're they, it, it's not the same as when you eat the right foods and the right combinations. That I, I don't think any of us will argue that nature probably has this figured out. Right, we've just gotten away from it. A hundred percent. So, so yeah, you know, I'm going to do that. And I, and one of the reasons that I started thinking about this more is we got a note from a friend of the show, Susan, on Facebook commenting on our last episode right and you know she had um i'm gonna find that that post real quick but so i can read it but basically she had said look i was nsng pretty hardcore and it Mm -hmm. helped me get to where i want to be and now i'm paraphrasing right how i maintain is uh I kind of have chosen the parts that worked best for me and I uh, kind of tweak 
Right. From there, right? But basically, it's like she's not eating bread still, but, um, you know, she'll, she'll kind of just keep those things eliminated that don't mean a lot to her, right? Mm-hmm. And um, if she sees that she's starting to gain, like she just, you know, she stays, looks like she probably stays on a scale or what have you, she's going to uh, kind of tweak that day, right? Right. Like what she's eating. And it started me thinking about that and not defining, but but cutting back more again on what I want to do. And I've had this strange time where, you know, I've got one of those scales that has, um, you know, body fat and muscle mm-hmm. and, you know, it gives you all those measurements. And so are they 100% accurate? No. But are they directionally correct? Yes. Sure. Right? And over the course of these last few weeks, I've watched my muscle number consistently go up slightly. So, I, you know, the gain in muscle is, you know, going up slightly. My body fat has gone down slightly. My water has been better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've gained weight, but my clothes aren't any tighter. Right. So am I starting to maybe get a little bit of muscle because I've been consistent? And then I just kept saying to myself, okay, well, what if you ate just a little bit better, right? Could you imagine, mm-hmm. you know, how much better that could be? And and so, you know, I thank her for kind of sharing what helps her, you know, minimal sugar, you know, no processed grains, which is what we've talked about a lot. Right. Um, and being able to help herself do kind of stay healthy. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know if you had any thoughts on that part of what she wrote. No, I lo- I lo- I like that because it shows that she's in tune with her eating and it doesn't it's not an all or nothing, right? Like these are the parts that work for me, so I, it's okay for me to for me to tweak it and I don't have to be. I think that's where her, her success comes from is if one way wasn't working, she could cherry pick hey these things are working and then let me try this in conjunction with this and it works for me and so be it and she it what she wasn't saying it in a way that hey you need to do it this way because it's what worked for me is this is what's worked for me have you ever thought about that right, right. which i i like right and and this has been a big week for me that um uh people have decided that, like this is the week that they want to tell me how Braden should eat, Braden should throw, Braden should lift, and all these things. And my unsolicited advice trigger has been pulled. So so it's nice when someone could say, I hear what you're saying. This is what's worked for me. And have you ever thought about just using what works for you? And I, I think she's right. And I love the way that it was presented in the post. Yeah. Uh so who, who, I mean, anyway, I don't understand, like, who would have the balls to, to like, tell you? Pete, you'd be amazing. And I'm, like, you know, I post a lot about Braden's throwing and lifting. And in this day and age, everyone thinks that they have a right to say, and of course, you know, Braden's vegan, so it, it's a big, 
you know, people are like prepubescent boys shouldn't be vegan and they're going to miss out on this and it's incomplete protein, blah, 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 blah. I don't even want to go down that course. But I think people are well-intentioned, but you, I'm not going to reach out and say, hey, Pete, you know, or say if something, if Michaela had a dance recital or something, I would never in my in million years be like, hey, Pete, this is what Michaela needs to do when she's dancing, right? Because it's completely disrespecting you, Gretchen, Michaela's teachers, her whatever, her, you know, just, I post a video of Braden throwing, doesn't mean you get to tell me, hey, he's doing it wrong, you should do it this way. Or, I, you know, Braden shouldn't eat, if he's truly a celiac, then he couldn't eat this. Well, you don't freaking know. My kid's been celiac for nine years, right? Right. My mom's been celiac since 1980. I think I've got my a pulse on gluten-free eating because I've done it for 40 years. Like, I get it. Thanks for telling me that what my kid does is wrong. Well, I mean, in the end, too, <laughs> if, if Brayden ate something that, uh, you know, made it so he didn't feel good, he would tell you and you would try to narrow down what that was and oh, 100%. You know, eliminate it, right? Like, it's... It's not rocket science. We all eat stuff we quote unquote shouldn't eat. And then yeah, you figure yeah, yeah. it out it's whether you're celiac or not, right? I guess what's interesting, like I could see, you know, like if I, I mean, I don't know squat about how to throw a shot put or a discus or anything, but if I did, I could see watching a video and reaching out and saying, hey, I noticed this on Braden's video. You should have his coach take a look. Like I wouldn't tell you how to fix it or anything. But right, right, would, right, right. You know, I could say that like. Like I was a, a really good bowler, you know, when I was young. And mm-hmm. so if he was bowling, I could say, you know, like, hey, I saw this, like, you know, he's dropping the ball, you know, about, you know, three inches short. If he's got a coach, have him talk to him about it. Right. Or something, yeah. you know, I could see that, but not like, hey, your, your, your kid's throwing wrong. You know, he needs to have a, you know, a three inch more rotation uh, off his left side to, yeah, yeah. Bring his, you know, bring his shoulder through or whatever. And then, you know, and like. The, the Al Bundys of the world, you know, who their glory was, you know, their high school playing days. Sometimes I like when those people tell me, and I'll be just be like, hey, thanks for your advice. What'd you throw in high school? And they'll be like, eh. You know, I'm like, all right, thanks. Like, and we'll just walk away. Like, sometimes I, I have patience for it, and sometimes I don't have the tolerance for it. Worry about your kid. Don't worry about what my kid eats. You know, and then my, you know... Uh, I, I talk about my mom a lot. I, I should probably be a comedian. I can make a lot of money talking about my mom. But um, she always tells me that Braden looks skinny. Right? Of course Braden looks skinny to her. Because everyone in my family is overweight. Right? I'm fat. She's overweight. My dad was overweight. My sister was overweight. Of course he looks skinny. Because if you put the skinny kid next to a family of overweight people, of course he looks skinny. So it just, right. it's been that kind of week. That's pretty funny. Uh all right, we'll, we'll we'll get off that horse for a while. But the <laughs> the other part of her, uh, uh, what Susan had uh, sent to us act, asked about streaking, not we're going guys, streaking, taking off, <laughs> taking off their clothes and doing like old school Will Ferrell, yeah. Uh, but more streaking, like you run a mile every day, or you do a plank every day, or you you do something every day. Have you have you ever been a streaker? Have I? Yeah. No, nah, I think about it all the time, though. 
Yeah, why, I what, think what it would be so you? cool. Farica did it for a year. She walked a mile every day for a year, no matter what. I think it would be awesome to do. And I follow a bunch of people who are who are streakers. I've never been right. Ten Junk Miles does their Google Sheet right every year, like their little uh, street club. And I don't get past five days. Like I'm just weak when it comes to that. What what appeals to you about it? Uh, just an account. It's a, a it's an accomplishment, right? I think I just think it, it's cool that people can set a goal and do it, right? Like I, one of Braden's friends' mom, I think she ran. I don't know what her goal was, whether it was just to run every day or she ran three miles every day, but she did it for a thousand days when she ended it on a a thousand days. And I just think that's awesome. Anything like that doesn't necessarily have to be um, streaking, but I think that's a pretty huge, when you set out to do that, that's a pretty huge goal to say, I'm going to run three miles every day, or I'm going to run every day. And there's so there's so much life that happens on a daily basis that can keep you from achieving that. And if you can do that, that's unbelievable to me. I th- that's why it appeals to me. I just think it's awesome. Like there's never, that's a person who has no excuses in their life, right? Maybe they get into bed, it's 1030 and they're like, oh crap, I didn't run my mile today. And they get out of bed and they go outside and run a mile. I'd be like, screw this, I'm going to bed, right? <laughs> it's, uh, I just think that's, that's like a level of no excuse that I think is awesome. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't. I, I tried one time, like a runner's world streak thing. It didn't. I, I don't even know why I decided to do it. It, it's not something that appeals to me, and it, mm-hmm. it, like I don't get it. I don't. I just don't get it. Like, I mean, walking a mile. I mean, walking a mile every day. Okay, that's cool. But what else did you do? Like, if you sat down the entire day, got up and and walked. 2000 steps i got i got nothing for you right like i'm much more uh impressed like with people who get their 10,000 steps in during the day then go walk or run Mm -hmm. you know that mile right like where it's added on top of and 10,000 steps is just an arbitrary number i get that and i just picked it you know Mm -hmm. same as anybody um but it's an interesting thought in terms of Finding a way to overcome the excuse train, right? Which barrels at us. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm the, the time, conductor right? of the excuse train. <laughs> so, like, I totally get that part. She talked about doing a, a plank streak. I don't know if that was with TJM or, or what, but the plank streak is interesting, right? Because that's, that's something that I did do for 30 days. Mm-hmm. And I got way better at my core strength and doing a plank, right? But your streak could be doing 12 different 30-day challenges. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I guess the the run streak is what does not appeal to me. I guess I should be clear. Like, I think that it's good if you do something every day. And I think that that would actually be, you know, pretty cool. You need rest, though. Like, and I, I think that's the part about streaking where I get concerned is, like, some some people actually need that rest. Some people don't, mm-hmm. right? But the people who don't are much rarer than the people that do. Right. You, you've got to watch yourself physically, right? It could work for you. 
you know, um, but I think the key that Susan's talking about, you're talking about, I'm talking about is finding something that gives you consistency. That, that definitely is the key. And, you know, I talked about it uh, before, you know, Gretchen and I are going to do this 420 challenge, you know, that starts later this week. Right. Right. Between 4-1 and 4-30, we're going to do at least 20 15-minute-plus mirror workouts. We, I mean, you can't help but get more physically fit 100%. if you do that, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, for you, it could be I'm going to do my runs plus whatever, 20 Peloton workouts, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and you, you're going to get more physically fit. Like, you just... You just have no choice if you're doing something consistently and if you're doing it correctly. Right. And if I put in the effort. Yeah. Consistency, I think, is my, uh, you used to do the one word, right? Yeah. Like that's my one word right now is I just have to be, I had one good week, check. Now I need another good week, right? And then yep. eventually I'll be at the top of the mountain. Nice. Well, I appreciate, you know, the feedback from Susan and from, you know, everybody else, right? And, you know, Megan chimed in on that too. That's kind of what she's done to become consistent, keeping, um, you know, her weight uh, and and physical uh, fitness under control. It's awesome. Like, I I love seeing it. I mean, I obviously, I have a discipline problem or else I wouldn't be (laughs) at the weight I'm at, right? Right, right, right. Finding ways to combat that is you know, it's, it's constant. Um, so I appreciate that and keep reaching out. I mean, if you want to give David advice on how to parent, I'm <laughs> totally open to that. If you want to give me advice on how to parent, keep it to yourself, but you reach out to Dave all you want. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he, he's great at taking that. I do love the feedback and I know anything oh, yeah. that's on the, um, FMC page. I don't get like, I, I have to like go look at the page. So I, I look yeah, all the too. time. Me too. I don't even have I don't have uh, alerts on or anything. Nice. So yeah, I I'll, do. I'll, I'll see if I can add you to the admin or whatever. They yeah, I love the feedback, and I don't mind. Like, if you want to talk to me, like, uh, you know, two adults, and you know, you think one way, I'm more than happy to have the conversation. I well, love I, the feedback. It's not like you and I have seen eye to eye on every single thing right, right. over the course of these nine weeks, right? Like we, we, you know, there's back and forth, and there's respect. And you, like we've lost this art form um, of this thing called being human, right? Right. Like there's give and take and there's flaws and there's, you know, and there's a big difference in your mindset week nine than week one, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a big difference in mine and it'll continue to evolve and hopefully in a positive direction. Yeah. And, and, if- and ultimately our goal is the same. We're yeah. just taken some in some ways two different ways to reach the same thing and that's the beauty of life right yep well and, and you can you're gonna have look there's 28 weeks to go we're gonna have bad weeks yes we're gonna get down we're gonna have great weeks and get super high and it's not gonna always be at the same time usually it probably won't be right and what you can have accomplished is what you can't have happen is like this, like, well, you know, my co-host is doing great and I'm not. And why even bother? Right. You, you can't let things like that happen. And I think we're both the type of people that are super happy when other people accomplish things. Yes. And we've got to find 
how we could give ourselves that much credit. And, you know, if you're, you know, I've talked for years about listening to the two Gomers. And if you go back and you listen to their seasons, you know, at the, at, at one point, Anthony was kind of doing a little bit better than Stephen was. And I think it had to do with kind of where they were in their lives, right? Anthony didn't have kids. Stephen did. Um, and then over the years, it kind of, it kind of changed, right? And now, you know, Anthony's got younger kids and can't quite get as consistent all the time. Mm-hmm. Steven's kids are older. He's got a lot more time to get out there and, and you know, have the the runs be consistent. Um, you know, they're not, they haven't been at the same place, but they found ways to help each other no matter where they were at. Right. right? And as long as we don't get into that bad place at the same time, you're going to finish the race. Right. Because yeah. like, in you know, we listen to, a tremendous amount of, of podcasts, especially about ultra running. And if you have that people who run together, some of their success is that one person is super down in the dumps and the other person is in their happy place and can pull that person. And then right. the happy place person, they get hit that wall and the person they pulled through is now like, hey, I'm in a great place and they can drag each other out. Right. And, you know, you slodge through that together. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, that's all I got this week. You got anything else? It's a short one. Yeah, relatively short. I well, did. I, I'll make it quick. But uh, I had an interesting conversation with Braden the other day about we were listening to some. We were talking about seatbelts. And he couldn't figure out why if you yank on a seatbelt really quick, it locks. But if you pull it slow right? You can extend it, right? That's the safety feature. So he couldn't figure out why it happened. And I'm like, Google it or look it up on YouTube, right? And he eye rolled me and he sighed because he's going to be 13 soon. And I'm like, look, moron, if you have a question, the whole world is at your fingertip in an instant. If you want to know how seatbelt works, Google it and look it up. And then, of course, as the old man that I am, I had to tell him about going to the library in the Dewey Decimal System in the card catalog and how you would have to pull out this huge long drawer and flip through cards one by one trying to figure out if he needed the author's name or the title name. And he looked at me like I was a thousand years old. Like he did not grasp the world that I lived in just 30, 40 years ago compared to the world that he lives in now. And he, like, could not fathom. Like, if you went to the, like, New York Public Library, like in Manhattan or whatever, think about how big that card catalog was. Or the Chicago Public Library. And you had a flip, and then you walked up and down all these aisles trying to find, you know, your six-digit number. Uh, it, it It led into a whole conversation of... You know, like my Walkman and cassette tapes and, you know, the phone, the single phone with the extra long cord and all that stuff. And it was just fun trying to tell my 13-year-old kid who knows everything that in 40 years it was a completely different world. Did you tell him about how if you wanted to find something in an old newspaper, you used to go have to get this film and then scroll through yeah, the like, microfilm? He, get... can't, he can't even comprehend microfish. You know what I mean? Like, think about how far we've come. And it's totally foreign to him of like, 
having to wait three days for something or, right, when he's away at camp, I can send him an email and then he writes back a reply and they scan it and we can talk to each other within an hour, right? When I was at camp, it would take like two weeks for me to get that letter. So all your news was like two weeks old. So it was just fun reminiscing about what it was like when I was 13 in whatever, 1983, 84, compared to what his life is like in 2022. But he looked at me like I was a thousand years old and the dinosaurs were, were rolling and I like was trying to start a fire with two sticks. I, I, I love that age, like in just a little bit younger, like thinking about having that tiny transistor radio that you would put under your pillow to listen to the baseball games like as you're trying to go to sleep right w-i-n-d with pat foley on my little transit you had to pull the radio up or the antenna up listen to the pat foley call the hawks games when i was a kid it was amazing you don't have that these kids don't know (laughs) these kids (laughs) 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 oh awesome i love it man well, we'll wrap it up. Slightly shorter, episode one thirty-seven. Right, so Batman fourteen people are like, "This is awesome, thank God," and the other twelve are like, "We still, want more." Still, still over an hour. So, <laughs> plenty of plenty of us. So, uh, what was this? Yeah, episode one thirty-seven, FMC Run Chicago chapter nine. We're gonna hit double digits next week. The music is "You Got Me Wrong" by Safar. What's more important, more important, more important is everyone get out there and be better today. I was not hiding. I was unsure. And now